Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Our guest on this episode of the Shape of Work podcast is Namrata Dasmana. Namrata is a thought leader and a global speaker and an influencer and inspirational in every word and action. Namrata wears multiple hats to lead a purposeful life. She is the honorary president of WICCI Telangana CSR Council and is member of All Ladies League. Namrata served the corporate world for over 15 years and led the HR functions for companies like Vedanta and Wells Fargo. Namrata's transition from military to corporate is one of the very few success stories which got featured in Corporate Citizen 2021 May edition. Namrata enjoys brain stimulating conversations as a business strategist and creates equality of voice and oneness for women. Welcome to the Shape of Work Namrata. I'm very pleased to have you here. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me here. I'm doing great, Lokesh. Without further ado, let's begin this podcast. And to begin with, I would request if you could please take our listeners through your professional journey, how you started, and then what currently are you doing? Uh, thanks for that question, Lokesh. Uh, so I'll take on your second part of the question about what I do. I lead my life on the pillars of three P's and one S. Uh, first P is passion. uh being internationally certified gallup coach i'm very passionate in developing people with my coaching part i'm a strength based leader where i believe to invest on strengths of people to make them more aware about their own strengths and empower them see any successful person steve jobs martin luther uh, all these people followed their passions and what they are good at so identify your passion and then lead life my second p uh, second pillar of uh, p is philanthropy my interest in philanthropy uh, work enables me to take private initiatives for the public good focusing on quality of life profession and uh, my third p is about uh, my professional work i work in hr world of genpact my last pillar is about s pillar which is spirituality question that keeps me going in my life to lead my purposeful life so about me i come from a very humble background of educated family where much emphasis is given uh, to education and developing some very strong value system uh, thus my attitude has developed to lead life and not live or just mere survive in life so as my outlook towards life got developed i'm close to 18 years of leadership experience worked in organizations like wells fargo vedanta and led mid to big size teams and one of the most important element of my life is that i'm a proud army officer and yes seen length and breadth of the country been in diverse cultures led lots of Uh, strategic assignments in various diverse situations of crisis a skydiver with 21 jumps height varying from 4200 to 14000 feet uh, that made me a quick problem solver and extremely mindful in my actions uh, how did i get here uh, i am 
is because of sheer blessings of my Lord, wishes of my loving family, and my all leadership initiatives, which I have been taking by pushing boundaries of my comfort zones, and yes, a curious mind. Uh, my intention of having a purposeful life led me to achieve what am I doing like a guest writer in People's Matter or honorary president of Wiki, member of All Ladies League and a global speaker. Thank you, Namrata, for that wonderful answer. So there are multiple hats that you have worn throughout your career. I could figure out from your answer. And uh, you currently are in a position that... that uh, relates to women empowerment right so uh, a, a lot of talk has been about women of uh, empowerment uh, of late and there are two buzzwords one is women entrepreneurship and the second one is she economy so these are the two words which have been talked about a lot so do you think the pandemic had an impact on this uh, for better or worse and how has the pandemic affected women's employability in the uh, deflated economy okay uh... Uh, thanks for asking that location. I think they're very, very serious words now. It does have a very serious impact on the economy. Uh, you see, gone are the days where one earner could have created the livelihood of a family of four to five people. That time, our country was called Soneki Chiriya. So the legacy of women being restricted to unpaid jobs of whom better be broken for our better, or rather not our better tomorrow, but our generation next uh, tomorrows. So to give you facts, as per UN Women, 740 million women are working in informal economy. And uh, during the first month of COVID-19 pandemic, their income fell by 60%. So you can see how COVID has an impact not only on she economy, but on world economy as well. The economy is definitely expected to be deflated. And one way to boost is to support entrepreneurship. And women are one of the major constructs of the economy. So now where women entrepreneurs does not have that equality, even in the quota of entrepreneurship, they have their set of challenges. The she economy reflects their contribution towards GDP so that that kind of impact towards the contribution uh, in the development of economy can be seen significantly and the policy change can be there. Uh, now to reply uh, your last part of the question, the employability has not reduced uh, for women. Opportunities are many, jobs are there, but the wages and salaries have reduced. So I touch upon what is deflation. Deflation is when supplies are more and demand is less. When the richer becomes richer and poor remains poorer. In this scenario, government has to create wealth to bring that kind of equality. So with deflation and pandemic, there is no connection in the employability of women. It is to do with the wealth creation and economy and with what salary is being offered in industry to give that kind of boost in the economy of the country. So, Namrata, that was a very strong message that needs to go to the society out there. And yes, uh, as you correctly said, that uh, there are numerous jobs, but they are not paying enough for the survival. And also, I would like to go back to your introduction where you mentioned about 
a lot of positions where uh, you acted as a leader so there, there there have been multiple positions of leadership and across various organizations that you have held uh, i wanted to understand about your views on the term leadership uh, what happens is the term leadership it basically is misunderstood a lot of times a lot of people associate leadership with having power or intelligence or experience so what is your take on this wow brilliant ask uh, lokesh and leadership is uh, i would say is really a buzzword uh, more than anything else it's spoken a lot and uh, the essence still remains uh, widely misunderstood see uh, one does not become leader suddenly in a day when they get a promotion or a change of appointment there are some people born with leadership traits like courage selflessness to have that purpose in life now people who have this awareness from very early stages in life you put them at any appointment give them power or not they will lead and create that small little difference see simplifying it further we are leading our lives right aren't we we all are leading our life we know what we want in life now the leadership trait in us it just get added on when we multiply it with selflessness and courage to help others because to help others we have to sacrifice our time and our energy so there is no intelligence and experience required to be a leader right experience gives us skill sets and not traits which i just named few intelligence is acquired with studies books etc now coming to organizations and in corporate so if i say that leadership is a versatile trait and the leaders have the capability to cope with variety of changes and then to resolve competing priorities will not be an overestimated statement lokesh now to understand versatility they should be intuitive and should be capable to respond to a change with complementary skills and behavior in fact uh, there has been a research by hpr also where they coached more than 30000 potential managers and seniors of various organizations and later their behaviors were assessed so you see leadership is more to do with mundane work and appointments etc and for me leadership is an action it's a practice i say it very very simply yes to make that mark you have to, you should have that intellect about the field and experience but you also have to invest in those traits and maximize it with your passion and intent and thus overruling every other thing so i hope uh, that answers your question yes exactly and also uh, to top up this question i have another question on leadership uh, so i see that you talk a lot about leadership i have uh, listened to your uh, multiple podcasts or uh, recordings where you have spoken about leadership so there was a acronym uh, called grow group i came across it and the way you explained it i found it to be a perfect approach so i i wish if you could please also tell our listeners about what this grow approach is and also uh, i wanted to ask uh, having uh, worked in leadership positions for uh, such a long time now do you still believe that there is some scope of improvement in any aspect of leadership 
Okay, great. Uh, yes, Grow is very close to me and I use Grow in coaching. And as a coach, I do use this Grow model in my own teams within my own capacity. So G stands for goal, which is aligned to the aspirations. Now, when I assess G with my people of the team, I try to assess their aspirations, their personal aspirations, along with the organizational aspirations. R stands for reality. What are the current obstacles or situations that is a hindrance and that is stopping our, my team to actually achieve the organizational goals? O stands for options, other alternatives. What are these trends? What are these resources that I have which I can align with my team or with my team member uh, so that we achieve that level of uh, uh, we achieve that level of excellence to achieve the organizational goal. And W stands for way forward, where I ensure that accountability is there of my team member, uh, their personal actions are put in place, uh, what, when, and by whom uh, are the certain questions which I put across to them so that they define their way forward. Forward. And that's where I see this GROW model very, very effective, even in coaching and even managing my teams and leading my teams to meet the organizational goals. And that's why uh, liking for GROW is, is like very, very obvious. And it is very, very empowering. And you must use it uh, in your own capacity as well. Uh, then, although I did not have any kind of struggle with leadership aspects, but yes, uh, in coaching interactions, when I when I see and uh, when people come to me to get coached, they are pretty insightful. And the Gallup study or HBR study does reflect and conveys loud and clear messages of failure in leadership. So just think that why there's a failure at the top? Because people are getting promoted based on the skill sets, okay? At leadership, we have to dive deeper and we have to understand that along with the skill sets, we need those traits like trust, courage, conversational intelligence, and versatility. A person who can wear multiple hats, complementing yin and yang energies. See, now in these disruptive times, the compassionate leader with high IQ and high EI is needed. So now we cannot start hiring or just looking only for these traits because as a business leader, she or he also has to ensure that organization creates competitive advantage in the industry. So a mindfulness is required to look at the overall package while hiring a leader to do that kind of justice to an appointment of leadership. And being a leader is a responsibility location towards people, towards business, and towards your own self. Because if you cannot manage, and if you cannot manage your own life, uh, you cannot lead your own life, you cannot lead an organization or a team of people. Thank you. Thank you, Namrata, for that very beautiful answer. And 
I hope that a lot of leaders listen to this and they they can use this effective technique to become better leaders. So Namrata as I can see that you have had a very elaborate career in the HR field. So uh, from the HR front I also had some questions for you. In in one of your interviews you talked about that feedback versus feed uh, forward this is an approach which is very optimistic right so you once shared this on your channel i wanted to understand that do you believe that some organizations can also use the similar approach to take employee feedback for better inclusion see lokesh organizations are made by people and we are the people so if someone likes it and is convinced to have this kind of change of a simple word then they must use it they should not wait for the orders or for the instructions to flow as i say that you all are leading our life at every aspect small team big team your own self so if one is convinced just start using it and with that kind of success start projecting it to the higher ups and then the trend start the, the 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 change in the trend is seen all are ready to listen what they are not good at location try to give them that mindset shift by telling first what all good is in them and then what all they have done so with feed forward you will tell them that what all good they have done see what good has been done and how to take it ahead instead of telling what they should have not done and then see a change in the behavior and their productivity and then just reflect it with feedback versus feed forward it does give a sense of feeling of being valued of empowerment and then you're putting your people on the moon and inspiring them with these kind of positive words and empowering words Thank you, Namrata, for this beautiful answer again. Uh, you very correctly said that uh, this inclusive approach is very, very necessary in organizations. And if the employees do not feel valued or if they do not get inputs for what they are doing, there might be a toll on their productivity. Uh, so, thank you for this very beautiful answer, Namrata, once again. And uh, once I remember you said uh, a statement that stated uh, dysfunctional teams require coaches more than managers. So what was that you exactly meant by that st- statement and also do you believe this difference is the root cause of dysfunctional teams Thanks for asking that question uh, Lokesh or oh, see dysfunctional teams need coaches and coaching and if a manager is coach as well and understand the intricacies and the reason of dysfunctionality she or he is good to go now what coaching or a coach does they understand the aspirations of people they understand their strengths and all the team members associated with it and they create a complementary synergies among the team members so for example if someone is an analytical but might not be good in relationship building she or he would love to analyze data and would be a perfect match for a job of data mining and data analyst a person who strategic will create alternative ways to proceed they can quickly spot relevant patterns and issues so use such people 
where you you are you are conceptualizing them and for any kind of big initiative for organizations now if all these trends are not understood by a manager how will she or he can manage or lead a team so the team will be dysfunctional then team is comprised of people lokesh people have aspirations and as a manager you have to align their personal aspirations with the organizational aspirations to keep them motivated once the manager is capable of all these things the team starts trusting them respect them and then the team is a motivated functional team exactly namrata i i actually can't agree more on this so i also believe that there should be no discord between the teams and the managers and in order to uh, manage the teams better you already have given us some some of the tactics uh, to, to, in terms of uh, your military language some tactics to handle those teams yes namratan again let's uh, go back to inclusion right uh, here i have a very very interesting statement on which i want your opinion i wish if you could share your opinion on that so people from various cultures ages mindsets and so on and then expect them to uh, dress speak think and live in the same manner right all in the name of adaptation and alignment so is it hypocrisy in your opinion or simply a misunderstanding of the word inclusion awesome and i love that question lokesh great ask so i'll give you again an example of army here in my team there used to be people from punjab there used to be people from haryana from tamil nadu from kerala also and you know all the different parts of the country uh, my team used to get be comprised of all the kind of cultural diversities so now their culture their eats their habits etc was absolutely different but still they used to eat together they used to work together they used to play together and carry out any kind of operations or task together to give you more meat in this in army we have sarv dharm sthal under one roof there is a bible quran guru granth sahib and bhagavad gita are kept now with so much of diversity how are we ensuring this inclusivity it is only and only with the mindset of a leader the leader has a mindset of inclusivity without making too much of noise about diversity and inclusivity and i being a strength based leader consider everyone uh, in my team as has got their own strengths and i ensure that i tap on to the strengths of every person and make them feel valuable in the organizational goal so it's not a hypocrisy uh, lokesh it is the capability of the leader who is at the top to create culture and mindset of inclusivity and it is very very important because with so much of diverse resources we have so much of different thinking coming onto the table and we really create wonders and magic in the organizations so if you want to dive deeper in this aspect we can speak on and because i can really speak on and on on this uh, dei thing and i hope i answered your question definitely namrata so you already have answered my question wonderfully and throughout our conversation you have 
answered some of the questions uh, backed by some stats, some facts, and also some theories. So it was a very, very wonderful conversation that I had with you. And with this, uh, my questions bag also has uh, emptied. I, I actually do not have any more questions for you. Uh, it actually was an absolute pleasure talking to you, Namrata. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you so much, Lokesh. I hope uh, I could add some value to the community and to the entire audience. And thanks for inviting me for this podcast.